Welcome to the Axis Effect podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment, and your host for the Axis Effect podcast. And I'm super excited to bring back Nick Bogas, who is the president of Caliente Pizza and Draft House, the author of The Pizza Equation, and a world pizza champion. Nick, it's so good to have you back on the show. You were on season two, like years ago. Now you're back on season 10, hitting our 200th episode, which I think is a good reason to celebrate with pizza. But um, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, congratulations on all the success. 200 shows is definitely a milestone. Yeah, yeah. It's just been interesting. I know you have your own pizza or business podcast and everything as well. So you understand we just got to hit those milestones. But we're not here to talk about podcasts. We're here to talk about pizza. And like when I had you on last, we talked about pizza and we talked about how big of an industry it is. And, you know, you have the, I think the pizza equation just came out right about then. Yeah, I have my book, The Pizza Equation. It's still available on Amazon. It's a timeless classic. Uh, and uh, s- since then, we've definitely been uh, focusing a lot on the on the overall business. I could say that writing a book, if uh, you have a business owner out there that that has never written a book, but they've always thought about it, they should. I've gotten a ton of opportunities, uh, speaking, promotions, different places I was able to get into that I would have never got into without a book. And it's a great calling card. And I really uh, recommend your listeners that they own businesses. Go ahead and write a book about your industry. You, you'll really be surprised of the uh, great things that could happen from it. Right. But the pizza equation is all about how to franchise and run your own pizza business, correct? It's my story in the pizza world, in the pizza industry that kind of takes you from my very start as being a pizza delivery driver and walks you through uh, the beginning stages of our ownership at Caliente Pizza and Draft House. And let's talk about this. Let's just take us through because I know I love the story then. I'm still going to love it just as much now. The pizza industry is a $197 billion industry as of 2021. I mean, it is just a huge pizza industry. I get it. Everybody has pizza delivered during football games, holidays, everything. Let's talk about, like, I, and I love that you, there's so much to talk about the pizza equation and how you've expanded your career, but like, let's roll it back to you started delivering pizzas and from then to where you are now, like what brought you to um, being an author, a podcaster, a pizza champion, a pizza restaurant owner. I mean, how did you get here? Well, I, I think there's, you know, always the outside looking in, it looks like it was a overnight success that we opened up Caliente Pizza and Draft House. And then uh, 10 years later, we're, we have 12 locations, seven of them being physical locations, restaurants, full service, uh, 150 bottles, beer, 20 taps at each one. Uh, 100 to 150 seats in each one. And then we're in five stadiums. We're the official pizza of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're in Akashore Stadium with the Pitt Panthers and Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're also proud partners, Pittsburgh Pirates. And then we've, we're also in uh, Happy Valley out in Penn State. We're in the Beaver Stadium and uh, Pergola Arena for their ice hockey. So we have about um, three to five different locations in each arena stadium venues. And, you know, if you look back at how I started as a pizza driver at 17, I just fell in love with the overall uh, team atmosphere of it. 
And um, like anything with a lot of, a lot of hard work and dedication before, you know, you become an expert in your field and then it just starts to snowball from, from there. So how have you had, so, and I love that, like, because, you know, we always talk about leadership and big companies. I love talking about the more regional, smaller business owners, because small businesses are important. I mean, they drive majority of today's market. And I feel like leading an industry that's a smaller business industry is so critical. We spoke, God, during when the pandemic hit, how have you come out of the pandemic? And like, how are you guys doing now? Like, have you expanded into franchising? So I know we talked about franchising back then. Where are you guys at today with all of this? So when uh, the pandemic started, we had five locations and now we have 12. So if you look at uh, where we're wait, 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 you went from five when I first met you on the podcast. You're now at 12. Like, congratulations. Thank you. It's huge. So, you know, I really believe that the restaurant industry was one of those industries that got hit really hard with the pandemic. And uh, there was really two choices. It was, um, well, I guess there's a few choices, but one of them definitely was uh, grow or die. And then the other one was either uh, take take care of your employees or they're going to go find other jobs. So we, we really buckled down on retention. We hired our, we, uh, the employees we had, we, we upped all their salaries. Uh, we added 401ks, we added uh, health benefits, and we really started to develop inside programs to really take care of our employees better. And then on top of that, we got really uh, strategic on our growth and trying to figure out uh, other streams of income. And on top of all the locations, we're about ready to launch 11 different products that we're going to make that you'll be able to find at supermarkets around the Pittsburgh region, such as pizza sauce, our original, a New York style pizza sauce, a vodka sauce, pizza sauce, and then a bunch of other Caliente branded uh, recipes that will be jarred up and on sale in um, in supermarkets. So we really got active on trying to find other streams of, of revenue that could help us sustain what was going on as far as higher prices of food, higher, um, higher work prices for the, for the, for labor and workforce. And we really just got strategic and really just made sure that we were going to be on the forefront of everything that was happening over the last couple of years. Honestly, when I spoke with you last, Nick, I know I had our, you know, Joe with us on that podcast, like you were talking about moving into the more to the consumer space from a retail side. Um, and then, you know, we haven't talked to you since. I mean, it's amazing that you've done that. Is Was the retail side selling the pizzas, the sauces in the stores? I mean, I know a lot of people are against going into retail. There's a lot of shelf space you have to com- compete with. It's supposed to be very hard to get shelf space. Like, how have you gotten through this? I mean, how did you guys get into the retail space? You're reselling through grocery stores, which stores? And how is that working out right now as opposed to, people just coming into the local stores and or big delivery because like Domino's and Pizza Hut, they're not in store shelves. You are actually in store shelves and you're an actual chain, which is a huge accomplishment. But like, tell me about how that's, is that doing well for you guys being in the store or is it a bigger challenge than you thought it was going to be? Or we're just about ready to launch it. We, we, uh, we bottled everything last, actually last Thursday was the first test batch. It went extremely well. We're in the process of setting up meetings and being able to uh, to talk to the decision makers about being there. And I really think it comes down to building your brand. When you have a good, solid brand that's recognized in your area, the opportunities can be endless. We, for example, uh, had, had built our brand up so much that this last summer, 
around July, Ed Sheeran came in for a concert in Pittsburgh and Ed Sheeran came into the restaurant and made pizzas with us at the restaurant, gave away 50 large pizzas and also gave away two sets of floor seats. So a hundred total floor seats he gave away while he was at uh, Caliente. We had all, all the news stations in Pittsburgh. There's three main news stations. They were there to cover it. The two major new newspapers were there. There was a ton of influencers there to cover it. And a lot of people asked me like, well, how did you get Ed Sheeran there? The, the quick answer, you know, is that we had a relationship with the stadium that he was playing at. But the, the real truth is it's everything we've done over the last 10 years to build the brand, to put ourselves in a position to have a superstar that would want to align themselves with our brand. And that's the same thing we're doing with these products. And even the stadium deals is the bigger that you build your brand, the more recognizable that you make it. And then you can be um, more, more, there's more decisions to be made, but there's more spots that you can end up in. And then the, the real possibilities become endless. I, brand leadership is so critical with small companies. In fact, I mean, I just, you are such an, a success story for a small business and restaurants. I mean, you know, from driving, delivering, you grew your own company. Now you're selling everything in the stores. I mean, you have done such a tremendous job. What is your one key thing you would tell to other people who wanted to get into the restaurant business, buy their own restaurant, franchise it, the main important thing to get? Because I feel like you're this huge inspiration of people to follow how to become successful in the restaurant business. What is your top biggest advice? And then your two biggest advices for how not to fail? Sure. So I, I think uh, the, the biggest advice I can give people is I may be in the pizza industry or, or the restaurant industry, as you alluded to, but really, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You're really in the people industry. All of us, we're all in the people industry. It's all based on relationships, how you treat your vendors, how you treat your staff, how you, how you treat your bankers, your, your insurance agents, your lawyer. Like there's so many relationships in business and the way that you interact with people on a day-to-day basis becomes uh, you get to be known a certain way. Your company gets to be known a certain way. And there's times where, where you need some flexibility and you get a lot more flexibility when you have great relationships. So I think it's really important to remember that you're in the people business. And then I think the other part, you know, as far as failures go, is um, the only way to fail is to quit. And I think that's so true. There's always a tipping point in your business that you you work hard and you do all this uh, stuff that you really can't see yet, but before you know it, it becomes very visible and and you can absolutely see it as clear as day and everything starts to tip in your favor. All the hard work starts to pay off. And once you get momentum, the big mo on your side, it seems like everything else is kind of downhill. And then you can use that and incorporate it uh, into your into your business that you know you you can make more decisions based off of all the momentum that that you've garnered up over the years. So I think it's just really important to to get out there and stay focused and not give up. And uh, when things get tough, you get tougher. Yeah, and I love that you said that because you know I always say making easy decisions. Everybody, we all make easy decisions. It's making the hard decisions and getting through the tough times that makes you a true leader of how you get through it. And so many people do give up. They get frustrated. They put all this money in all this time. And I feel like just that tenacity, that perseverance to get over that hard speed bump 
the rest of it becomes easier to handle. So it's a different kind of stress running a business, but the fact that you didn't give up and where you are right now is actually, I'm impressive as hell. Let me ask you a question though. Like, okay, and I, you know, I can't ask you about the secret sauce, but what is the secret sauce? Like, what was it that you decided to go into the stores? And I know you guys have everything patent. I know you're not giving away the secret sauce, but what was that pivotal moment where you realized our sauces, our food is that good. We've got to expand our reach to people and go into the storefronts. Well, I think a lot of it is you want to be top of mind to, to everybody in the area. So when we're in these sporting events, you know, we're we're located prime spots in the arena. So if you think about somebody going to a Pittsburgh Steelers game and they they run across um, one of our five locations, it builds a brand, reminds them to order our pizza. Uh, same things happens at the other venues. And, you know, you can't go to a Pittsburgh Penguins game and and not leave and realize that we're the official pizza of the Penguins. And we wanted to take that same reach to storefronts so that when you go into your local supermarket and, and you see see our brand there, it kind of triggers something. But there's also a little bit more to it. There's definitely been a revolution lately. If you've seen the, the uni pizza ovens, the, yeah. the really big for the backyard. I actually have one, except you're going to appreciate this. Okay, what happens in a second? I made a mess of it. Couldn't make a piece of worse shit, but I think I figured out the secret to that. But I want to talk about that after. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I have a uni pizza oven. Right. So you know when you go to the store to buy a sauce for for to put onto your pizza that um it sounds like you butchered the dough. But but if you can get that dough nice and round and put it in there, you know, there there's only a couple of choices for pizza sauce. And I'd imagine, you know, where you're at, if uh if you looked and saw a local pizza sauce that you could pick rather than, you know, just a big Heinz product or whatever it may be, you probably would choose the local one because you're like, hey, let me try something local. Uh, let me try this pizza sauce out. I know it's fresh. And and that was our our thought behind it is so many people were making pizzas in their backyard that there really needs to be a better choice out there for sauce. And, and that's why we, we went after that market. Awesome. Okay. So my uni pizza, I loved it. Okay. And I think, I, mean, I think we talked about this before. Is the secret to making a good pizza the sauce or the dough in your yeah. opinion? I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to, depends if you're uh, a sauce person, a cheese person, or a dough person. Uh, I really believe that, you know, if you, you had to make me choose, I think the dough really matters. Some tip that I give to a lot of home pizza makers is, if you're making the dough in the, in the morning and expect to make pizzas at night, um, switch it up. Make your dough on, on Tuesday for Friday. Or, or make it on Tuesday for Saturday. Uh, Tuesday is a good do- good day to make dough for the weekend. You know, keep it covered up into your in your refrigerator for three to four days till you're ready. And you'll be surprised how much uh, better the the end product is just by letting the yeast activate and letting uh, the dough ferment, and you'll you'll get a much better product. So I, I think it's very important if um, the home pizza makers out there buy a good quality pizza sauce, a good quality cheese. And then let your dough uh, rise in your refrigerator for a few okay. days. You probably don't have an uni because you got a lot of restaurants that you know how to make pizza. My uni maker, I found this out and that was a good tip. If you make you make the dough because you're all excited, you get the stove going. But the unis, unless you have an electric one, I thought, no, no, wood fire pizza is wood fire pizza, not an electric fire pizza so you have to build the little like a like a boy scout girl scout build a little fire back of the uni get it flaming make it sure the temperature goes up 
while you're doing that, which does take a good hour or so to get the heat up, if you make the dough, because you're all excited, it melts at room temperature and it sticks to everything and sticks to the pizza board. Oh my God, it took me three or four times to realize you don't make the pizza until after the oven's 425, fired up, ready to slide the pizza in. Otherwise, the dough can't sit out. Yeah, so you would have, like, if you made your dough on Tuesday, you go to make your pizzas on Friday, you could pull your dough out of the fridge, keep it in the container that you have, let it rise up for the hour while you're making the fire, but don't keep it near your fire. Let the dough get to about 55, 60 degrees. And then when you're where everything's ready, you take the dough ball out, you'd either put it in some cement, some flour, and then from there, you would go ahead and uh, stretch it out, put it onto the peel and put sauce cheese and put it right into the oven. But uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to make your pizza and then wait an hour. Yeah, I got kind of made a let it sit on the counter. It was a dough fiasco. But OK, I'm always big on the sauce because I agree with you and I love that you're doing your sauce locally. And I 100 percent agree with you and support and love you did that because I don't do jar pizza sauce. I can't stand all that. Heinz ragu stuff. I make homemade Sunday sauce where it sits on the stove for two or three hours. And, you know, for lasagna, for Italian food, for pizza, and let it sit and stuff. So I am all about the sauce, but still struggling with the dough. So I do love that tip. But let me, you know, let me ask you a question. Did you know this? And I know you knew this, a little bit of pizza trivia. The top 10 countries that consume the most pizza. Do you know what the top country is? I don't. Okay, you ready for this? You're going to probably be like, what, Sarah? There's no way this is possible. Besides in Pittsburgh, which is the number one pizza place, the top 10 countries for pizza. Top one is Norway. Wow. The United States is second. The United Kingdom, third. Germany, Italy, Russia, France, and Australia. Yeah, you know, there's a competition every year in Norway. So I guess that kind of makes sense that, that uh that that's a big place, you know, and our pizza sauce also uh, eventually is going to be on Amazon. So you actually be able to uh, go on Amazon yeah. and grab it. Yeah. You'll be able to get it shipped right to you. So yeah. Hey, when, when, when are you guys going to be on Amazon? We're hoping at the beginning of the year. We're hoping, we're hoping by January we'll be on Amazon. You'll be able to uh, grab our pizza sauce, our, our hot honey and some of our other products. Oh my God. Like you are literally blowing it up in the pizza industry. Okay. Trivia. Last bit of trivia. Biggest, largest state for pizza delivery. State. Wow. Uh Part of me wants to say Florida, but I don't know if that's going to be correct. I mean, New York's always a big. Oh, New York's always big. Yeah. New York and California is always big, but I don't know. Maybe I'll stick with Florida with my gut. (laughs) Do you want to find out what Florida is? Like, I feel like there's, um, I feel like um, the state with the best, that largest pizza. I feel like everybody on the East Coast is a pizza person. Now, do you find that before we see which state has the largest pizzas? Do you feel pizza's bigger on the East Coast or the West Coast? I think pizza's big everywhere. I, I really do. I think uh, it, it all depends. Like, I think pizza's huge on the East Coast. If you go into New York City, um, you know, there's pizza slice shops everywhere and people are always trying it. But if you go out to uh, the West Coast, I mean, you'd be really surprised that there's a lot of different artists and pizza makers out there uh, doing great things. So, and then of course you got in the Midwest, you know, I even thought after you asked your question, like Illinois will probably would be a good choice too, but you know, the, the, the Midwest is really, uh, really big for pizza as well. So California has the most pizza restaurants. Okay. But which city eats the most pizza is Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see that too. It's the pizza for, you know, for its square deep dish, 
crispy style pizza capital of the U.S. is in yeah. Detroit. And we sell Detroit style pizzas in our restaurant. Too. We have five different styles. Detroit's one of them. Back in the day, back in the 50s, where there was a lot of uh, automotive industries in Detroit, uh, the story goes that the husbands would bring home these steel blue pans that the parts would come into. The uh, wives at home would wash them out, and then they make pizza in them. And before you know it, uh, there was a whole new style made of uh, Detroit-style pizzas, a, a deeper dish, a deeper pan, a really nice crisp cheese would get stuck around the edges. They kind of chisel it out with uh, with uh, the Sunday sauce right on top of it, uh, cooked afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I could see Detroit being holding that spot for sure. Yeah, I, I actually love this. Okay, I'm going to go through pizza trivia with you for a few minutes, okay? Which day of the year is the largest pizza? I know what your answer was when you're on podcast season two. Yeah, so there's always a couple. The Super Bowl, of course, right? Halloween is another one. And then uh, we've got another big one coming up the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So my guess is one of those three. Okay, so what's interesting, believe it or not, Two years ago, three years ago, when you're on the show, Super Bowl was the largest business day for pizza. Since then, Halloween has dethroned the Super Bowl. Yeah, Halloween was big for us this year. It really was. It was a great day all the way across. It was on a Tuesday. Uh, we got some great numbers on Tuesday, made out for a fantastic week. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and then Thanksgiving Eve, Christmas Eve, all the eves of holidays. Okay, what is the, lar- the busiest day for pizza delivery? I'd have to say the Super Bowl. Which day of the week? Sorry, which day of the oh, week? Oh, Friday. Friday is definitely the biggest day of the week. It's Sunday. It's the most popular day. Friday's busy. Like Tuesday. Friday's busier. Whoever wrote that never made a pizza. <laughs> they have no idea. Well, I want you for your Friday night football and stuff, but they're saying two for some reason. They're saying Sundays are the biz- most popular day now, which I kind of get. You've had a long weekend, your week's over, you want to get prepared, but you just don't want to cook anymore. That is, that is so funny. I absolutely love having pizza trivia with you. Okay, I got two more quick questions for you. What is America's least favorite pizza topping? Pineapple. No, it's anchovies. Uh, I would have said pineapple. A lot of people, you see the big debate, like is pineapple supposed to be on a pizza or not? Yeah, I, I, I always figure like eh, anchovies. But I mean, I kind of get that. What is your favorite pizza? The next one. <laughs> Good answer. Like, so, okay, so it's Caliente family owned. Was it you and your brother that started this? No, it was myself and my wife. Your wife, you and your wife. Okay, got it. Was any of the recipes like hand-me-downs from your mom, your grandmother, or how did you guys get into making the sauce? Because I know you have a tremendous sauce, um, which is why I'm excited you're on Amazon. But um, yeah. how did, like, who created all this? You know, at that point, I was 16 years in and I knew what a good pizza tastes like. We just did a lot of taste testing with our family the first weekend, trying to figure out exactly what we wanted. Uh, We actually went out to California this year, out to Stanislaus County, picked our tomatoes for for the next year for our sauce. So we were out there handpicking tomatoes from the fields, trying to decide which ones would be the best ones. Um, They were then were canned within two hours of the actual we were out there picking them. And then two hours later, they're in cans our whole production for the next year. So talk about fresh. And I think all those little things, uh, th- that's what makes us different than than other pizzerias out there and, and just picking the best quality products that we can use. But I think in the beginning, it uh, definitely was, you know, uh, must have some good taste buds and know exactly what a good pizza tastes like. And that that's how we designed everything. 
I love that you guys, like, unlike most restaurants and pizza places, you guys make this with love. Like you, you literally flew halfway across the country to pick the tomatoes for your entire following year sauce. I mean, who does that? Yeah, it was, it was great. We went out there. We took a couple of our team members out there. We were literally out in the fields. Got some great photos of us uh, picking our tomatoes and and talk about a fun time. And um, it, it was fantastic. It really, it really was. It was a great harvest season out there. And uh, we feel really, really good about the quality of our tomatoes and the quality of our sauce. And we wanted it to be, you know, really a, a great trip, but we really wanted to make sure we picked some great tomatoes because we knew we were going to go ahead and, and start to jar it as well. Yeah, it's amazing that you guys decided to do that. And through all of this, you guys are going to now be available, the sauce only, on Amazon after the holidays are over. Yep. And the um, sauce is back in Pittsburgh. You guys are in 13 locations, are, and obviously some of the arenas. Are you guys going to start expanding a little further to the West Coast, the, into the Midwest, or are you going to stay back there on the East Coast? You know, we, we, we'll look at every opportunity. We're really uh, trying to build out these stadiums. And then on top of that, we're trying to, uh, we've got an eighth location, physical location coming in in Q1, which will put us to 13 locations that you can find our pizza. And uh, we just keep pushing forward and we really believe in expansion. And I, I think the whole thing is, you know, it gives uh, opportunities to everybody on our team to, um, we create new career positions and it gives them an opportunity to, to kind of move within the company and move up and, and kind of gives them a, a, a spot where they know that they can be here for the long haul because we're expanding and creating a lot of uh, career focused opportunities. You're not just building great pizza places. You're really building a corporate infrastructure and culture within the company for diversity, for jobs, for expansion, which is tremendous. I mean, most people just have the restaurant to have the restaurant or for whatever reason, but you're really building like not just a pizza future, but you're building a culture for people to want to get in business and stay there long-term, which is, you don't see that a lot, especially from smaller companies. Yeah. We're actually sitting in uh, my office, which is a 4,800 square foot building that we purchased after the pandemic. It houses our commissary where we're delivering uh, all the fresh product to the stores daily. It also hosts uh, 10 different offices that we've got um, all our different executive leadership team here in the office, all in one place. You walk through the front door and you'd be really surprised that when you walk into the world headquarters that you're right. You could tell that we're, we're building for the future and we're just not um, settling for where we are right now. I actually love this. This is why I wanted to have you on. I knew you were talking about moving forward, a lot of these great things last time we chatted, but now you've actually accomplished, you've done them and you're forging past that. And so it's exciting to see where you guys move in the future with this. You also, when I spoke with you, I think you're on your way to Italy. Last time I spoke to you, you were actually a pizza champion. I know you're speaking on panels at like the big pizza conferences and stuff, but you actually have come, you've been a winner as a pizza competition on a few of these um, events, correct? Yeah. So um, on my, on my staff, we have, um, I have a regional or my director of operations is used his title before was our regional chef. So he is very skilled. He helped a lot with our recipes in the beginning. And he, uh, we went over to twice in Las Vegas. He's won the world championships. I have a, another great employee that runs our commissary. He, he's won uh, the world's largest stretch. He's won the triathlon. So we have, four world championships inside Caliente 
Uh, we went over to Italy and and won the best American pizza over there in 2019. And then on top of that, uh, myself and my chef have been named to the World Pizza Champions team, which is like think of uh, an all-star team of uh, cal- world championship caliber influencers in the pizza industry, leaders, entrepreneurs of the pizza industry. And it's just a great group. Um, there's about 50 of us across the United States that represent the World Pizza Champions team. And we travel uh, to competitions, Naples, Italy, Parma, Italy, uh, London, and really all over the world. And of course, the one in the United States, the Las Vegas Pizza Expo as well. So, you know, we really represent the pizza industry. We represent Pittsburgh and we're proud members of the World Pizza Champions team. Oh, my God, Nick, you are truly the king of pizza. Well, it's just something that, you know, at one point in my life, I said, you know, I don't know why it is. It's pizza. I love pizza. And, um, you know, I think it's really great that it, there's a, a pathway for uh, a lot of great employees that everybody's, you know, I know for my myself along my pizza journey, I, I wanted a career in pizza, but there really wasn't that many places in Pittsburgh that if you wanted to be a career pizza individual, it was it was really hard to do that. We've created a company that if you love pizza and you want to have a career in pizza and you work hard, then you, you definitely can uh, could join our team and and uh, see that dream become true. Yeah, now I mean I love it. You're not just a king of pizza; you are by far a true leader in this food and beverage category. As a small business owner, you've done such tremendous stuff, and it was so good to like talk to you back then. And like, you know, we talked to a lot of people, everybody has dreams, everybody has plans, but you have literally crushed everything we talked about eight seasons ago, which is so exciting to see people like you follow through, not give up and actually crush what they start out on their dreams. I mean, this is amazing. Like there's no end to where you could go, except you just got to kind of get further West. So I have access to Caliente. Yeah, you just got to move into Scottsdale for a little bit where Big Pizza is right now and then work your way to California from there. Yeah, you you never know where where this is going to take us. But, you know, I think it's just important that day in and day out, we uh, try to do the right thing, have high integrity, really uh, appreciate our staff. And and like I said, just just work hard. And I think uh, great things come from that. What I love and you have kids. I love that you're just building this legacy, not just for entrepreneurs. But families, you know, it, it, there's nothing you can't do. And you're just doing everything right. And I love it. Are there are there going to be other books coming out soon or anything else from you or? You know, there there was a certain point like you asked about, like the pandemic and and uh, kind of our take on how to how to expand during the pandemic. I did have a lot of personal projects going on, you know, uh, podcasts and some other uh, projects and stuff like that. And I think there was a choice where I realized that I had to really buckle down and focus on the actual business and uh, the building of it. And that's what I put a lot of effort into. But uh, yeah, there's another book in me somewhere. Um, but there, there is another book um, coming out that's a group collaboration soon. You're going to see it in uh, probably Q1, Q2 of next year. The World Pizza Champions team that, that I mentioned that I'm a member on, we actually came up with a recipe book. We met in Tulsa last year. One of our team members has a, a chain out there. We, we met at them all. We flew in from all over the country. We did a great photo shoot. Everybody made their favorite recipe. And then uh, we have designed this book that will be at home where uh, on your in your on your uni oven, you can open up the recipe book from the World Pizza Champions. It's going to be called The Pathway to Pizza. 
and you'll be able to um, to copy a recipe out of there and make it right there at your home in your home's oven or in your uni outback. And with uh, Caliente pizza, we could get an Amazon at the time. Yeah, you could use our sauce right right then and there, and and be able to to make the recipe. But it's coming out soon. You'll be able to uh, to definitely grab that book soon in in the spring. And um, on top of that, you know, today I know you'll probably play this a little later, but to, today is uh, get National Guinness World Record Day, and when we were in Tulsa, we set the record, the Guinness World Record for the largest pizza party, and we were able to raise over fifty thousand dollars for Make a Wish. 2023 back in January. Then on top of that, while we were out there writing the book, we said, Hey, let's have a good cause. And uh, we ended up setting that Guinness world record at the university of Tulsa. And we, we also were able to make a substantial uh, donation to, to make a wish as well. That's so impressive. Every time it's so impressive with you. When is the cookbook coming out and where can anybody get it? You'll be able to grab that off of Amazon. There'll, there'll be other, um, hopefully there'll be some retail locations, but it's going to be called the Pathway of Pizza, recipes from world pizza champions. And you'll be able to, to we're hoping for a uh, March release. So if you uh, maybe mark your calendars and uh, that'll be out there soon. There's going to be 50 recipes from 50 very talented world championship pizza, caliber pizza makers. So yeah, definitely uh, mark your calendars for that. Can I get an autograph? Pizza book. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that happen. I love it. So, so we are going. I, mean, I know we're hitting the holidays right now, and we are going to release this. You know, I think you may actually be our 198th or 200th episode. I have to figure that one out. I may have to push you a little bit further earlier to make that. But we will be right in January right now when we come out. So we will be dropping right before the sauces hit Amazon before the book comes out. I mean, this is tremendous. And anybody who is in Pittsburgh needs to come into Caliente. Yeah, yeah, we'll be happy to welcome them in and make them a great pizza. That's for sure. I got it. Nick. It's so awesome. I, I am so excited. I now have access to you through Amazon, through the pizza sauce. I'm so excited for that to happen. What? OK, OK, you got to tell me it's not the next pizza. What you did a recipe what was your recipe? Which pizza was it? Yeah. You know, I also love uh, one of my hobbies is I, I love this to use my smoker. So I actually made a seafood pizza where I smoked all the seafood. So I walk you through how to smoke seafood and then I put it onto a pizza. It was just a, a great pizza with some crabs, some shrimp, nice garlic butter sauce and some fresh vegetables. That was my recipe was uh, my my backyard smoked seafood pizza. Wow. Okay. Now you're making me hungry. It was so good having you back on where, okay. Where can people find you? Let's send them where they could go to find the pizza, the sauces, to find you, the pizza equation, the world of pizza, according to um, Nick, where can we send everybody? Very, very simple. Our website is worldsbestpizza.com. Wow. That was good. Seriously. Yep. The worldsbestpizza.com is where they can find all things pizza, and that's where they can connect with you directly as well. Absolutely. There's a uh, contact page on there. When everything hits the retail shops, we'll have our online store be up and going. And uh, at, at some point when we get the World Pizza Champions book, you'll be able to buy the book there. You can buy the pizza equation there and um, you'll be able to access anything you need to need. And are you going to list, are you gonna list all the stadiums and locations? Yeah, they're all there. If you go to, if you go there under locations, it lists everywhere we are. Um, that way, if you, Visit Pittsburgh, you'll know where to find a Caliente pizza. I'm going to have worldbestpizza.com going through my head every time I talk about it to people. Do you, are you guys going to ask a question? Are you guys doing like 
sign up for a newsletter for updates, little pizza recipes, tips of sauces and what to do, not to do? Yeah. So as soon as you put in worldsbestpizza.com, it's going to hit you with, hey, would you like a free small pizza? Put in your email address. So you put in your email address and we got you, right? We got you on our email letter that we send out every single Monday, gives updates of what we're doing. We have a great success rate, open rate of about 30, 34%, almost double the industry average. We keep it short. We keep it fresh. And, um, you know, three different parts, three different things we talk about in, in each one. Uh, we really focus on it on the last two years, and it's made a big difference in our business. Anytime we release something, we can put it right out on that email letter on Mondays. Oh, my God. This was so awesome, Nick. World's best pizza. Nick, it was awesome having you on the show again. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us an update. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, one thing that uh, your listeners might might find really interesting is, is a quick, really quick story on uh, the world's best pizza.com. You know, it, it, when people hear they're like, well, how did you get that, that website, right? Like that's a pretty specific uh, website and it couldn't have been out there. So I, I sat through a course where, you know, talk about having a, a distinctive web browser, you know, where, or a website where you could just, you know, make sense. Someone puts it in, they remembers you're going to remember yeah. that's our website. So I, I wanted to be worldsbestpizza.com after winning all these awards. I go on to GoDaddy, pops up for $50,000. Dang. So I just put my information in. They call me. They tell me 50 grand. And I told them, I said, yeah, I, I would give you like two. And they hang up. Uh, the next year, they call me back. They told me they're down to 40. I told them two. They hang up. Five years later, they called me and they took the two grand. So wow. that's you know, for all the business owners out there, you know, you'd be surprised if you stick to your guns and just give an offer. And my, my web developer, he didn't believe it was real. He had to contact GoDaddy before we wired the 2000 bucks to make sure it was real. I love that because that, that's just not giving up. You know, with someone who was just sitting on that world's best pizza, they weren't really using it for anything. Right. And for two, God, that is a good story. Did you send the guy a free pizza just for <laughs> locking it down to two grand? His is still in the oven. <laughs> so a bird crispy one for charging 50 grand. I, <laughs> I'm on your website. I'm going to sign up for the newsletter. I absolutely love all of this about you. This is amazing. I do wish you the best of luck. Happy holidays. And I'm still looking forward to um, seeing everything come out first of the year. Yeah. Thanks for having me and uh, continued success. Congratulations. Thank you. It's the world's best pizza. Nick Bozak, who is the CEO founder of Caliente. But everybody go to World's Best Pizza. And um, Nick, it was so good having you on. And we'll definitely stay connected and see you soon. Great. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.